If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Dr. Tara, and today we're going to be talking about the over autoimmune disease that contributes to miscarriage. I see this so often in my practice, and we're going to dive deep into this today. So let's get started. I like to call it the hidden link. I see autoimmune diseases not being diagnosed or even being overlooked once I assess particular labs that patients have had done or are particular labs that have markers and indicators that are a sign of inflammation or autoimmune diseases. So let's begin by looking at what is an autoimmune disease. This is when the body's immune system mistakenly attacks its own healthy cells and tissues. And so these conditions include lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, celiac disease, antiphospholipid syndrome. These are, these are just a few of the examples, but they can profoundly affect the ability to carry a pregnancy to term or even past the first trimester, especially if we do not have proper medications on board ahead of time to help offset that risk. We know from research that these conditions can increase the risk of miscarriage due to the immune system's potential interference with the process and the body basically attacks that pregnancy and causes a miscarriage to happen. The link between autoimmune disease and miscarriage still remains unknown and hidden. I like to say it's hidden in plain sight. I think certain providers maybe are up to date on protocols or haven't updated their continuing education to really look at this part of miscarriage and what some safe medications and treatments are that can help really offset this and prevent it from happening and move forward with a safe pregnancy. Miscarriages are complex, and I see in my office far too often women with 13 miscarriages, 14 miscarriages, two rounds of failed IVF that includes eight miscarriages, five miscarriages after having two children. I could go on and on about my patients that I see. And all of those that I just listed are patients that have babies in their arms now after one round of implementing autoimmune protocols within my clinic safely and alongside other healthcare professionals and really looking at how the impact of autoimmune plays a role in their pregnancy. So furthermore, the symptoms of autoimmune disease can overlap with other conditions, and this makes a diagnosis and treatment challenging. And as a result, many women with autoimmune disorders endure repeated miscarriages without understanding the role that their immune health plays, or again, not even knowing that this is a possibility of what could be going on. Perhaps they're even being told, oh, after three miscarriages, we'll do a workup, and that simply is not the standard of practice. That is an old standard of practice that has not been updated in many clinics. 
So autoimmune disease can impact pregnancy in several ways. One of them is antiphospholipid syndrome, and this is what leads to blood clot formation in the placenta, which then compromises this blood supply to the, to the developing fetus. Other conditions such as lupus create essentially a hostile environment in the uterus, and that again hinders the embryo's ability to implant and thrive. Um, in some cases, autoimmune responses can trigger inflammation and immune reactions that affect fetal development, again leading to miscarriage. I firmly believe endometriosis is also in this category. I love the company called Receptiva DX. I've talked about them before in other podcasts, but this is the only test that's out there that can identify um, endometriosis, progesterone resistance, and endometritis in one sample. And this includes um, a marker called BCL6, which is a marker that identifies uterine inflammation that we know is most often associated with asymptomatic or also silent endometriosis. This BCL6 marker is found in more than 50% of women with unexplained infertility, as I'm air quoting, and 65% of women with two or more IVF failures. And so the ability to be able to identify progesterone resistance is also important with this marker. There was a study published that had data that showed both implantation failure and reoccurrent pregnancy loss as a result of that marker. Um, progesterone resistance is a condition that causes unfavorable changes on the uterine lining, which blocks our most important hormone at that time, progesterone, from carrying out its role in preparing the lining, that nice, comfy bed for that embryo to stay safely in. This test can also be used to identify endometritis, which is a chronic bacterial infection of the uterine lining. And in addition, they also can check for CD138 markers. So I'm going to link their website um, in today's notes. I look a great company. They're super um, helpful. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to them as well. So how do we reduce the risk? So some common medical treatments are available if this is the cause of your miscarriage. Like I said, I see this weekly in my clinic, and we implement these strategies to help reduce the risk in women with whether they have known or unknown autoimmune diseases. But one of them is what's called immunosuppressant, and these are medications that essentially help suppress the immune's response, reducing the likelihood of that immune system attacking that embryo or fetus. However, you have to be careful and monitor them and work with a provider who understands how to utilize them. Um, another common one is um, anticoagulants, and this is common in women with antiphospholipid syndrome. And these often are blood thinning agents or components or medications that help prevent clots from forming and improve the blood flow to the placenta. Steroids are used in the case of autoimmune-related inflammation or any thought or signs of inflammation in the body. And corticosteroids may be used to control that immune system's response, which in turn reduces inflammation. And we create a more favorable environment in the uterus. And then regular monitoring. So close monitoring of pregnancy through progression, through ultrasound, blood tests. I also use home tests such as Mira to track progesterone levels. It's super reliable and helpful as well. And there's other diagnostic tools we can use too to really stay in touch. I love overseeing my patients into the first and second trimester, especially if they have had many losses because 
I can help oversee these medications that other providers simply just don't understand or care to believe and use. And we get really good results. As with all things, there's always risks with medications, but there's a risk with taking Tylenol and ibuprofen too. So I always like to say we always review risks when starting new medications and we are very closely tracking your response and certain lab values and other things needed. Again, if all comes down to it, there's things such as IVF to help step in and help this as well. And it's really finding that specific protocol that you're comfortable with that's best for you after a very thorough evaluation. If you have any questions about today's episode, drop into my inbox. You can find the links in today's show notes. And as always, you are your own best advocate. If something does not feel right with your plan of care or with moving forward, please seek a second, third, or fourth opinion and find that provider that is right for you. Thank you for listening. See you back here next week. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.